What are you Welcome. doing? What? What are you doing? What? Not. Why? What? Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the North v South podcast. Podcast about, but not about design. I'm Rob Turpin, and on the other end of the Skype is John Elliman. Good evening, John. Hello, Rob. How are you? Hmm. Better than I have been for some time, to be honest. I've been ill all over Christmas. Well, kind of after Christmas and all through New Year. I've been ill with this horrible cough and cold that's been going around. <clears throat> and the, the cough's persisting, but I'm feeling much better now. And I've got a beer, which is, only, I think, only the second drink I've had since, I don't know, mid-December. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Because mm. I had a kidney infection before Christmas, so I was on antibiotics. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I was ill, so... Full of the joys of spring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll probably obviously catch catch pneumonia from coming home in the snow now. Was it snowing? <clears throat> it was. Yeah, London was um, was uh, experiencing a minor blizzard, right? Which obviously is enough to cause chaos. But yeah, it looked pretty. Um, from I'm working, uh, <clears throat> I'm working at for the same company I've been working for for a while, but a uh, different office near Spitalfields, and we're up on the ninth floor. So it's pretty spectacular looking out across the uh, snow and the lights of London, which is quite nice. So what have you been up to? Uh, Christmas. Well, yes, it was very nice. Um, had lots of family over, nice food, um, had a cold, as everyone yeah. seems to have had. Yeah, and um, the biggest news really was we lost my dog uh, the day before yeah. Christmas uh, Eve, which was horrible. Um, Absolutely. Had, yeah, I had to say goodbye to Bingo. So still, yeah, missing. I'll, I'll probably miss him forever. To be honest, he was my. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you will. He was my shadow. <clears throat> he was quite the character, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was that was really upsetting. Um, but Christmas was yeah, Christmas was good. You know, potted yeah. shrimps, roast beef, Yorkshire puddings, pomerol. You know, I even had had a glass of wine on Christmas Day. Oh. What did Kitty make of it? Was it kind of the first Christmas she's grasped it? Yeah, definitely. But she was pretty good, actually. She wasn't rabid like some children get. <laughs> yeah. We managed to limit her toys uh, significantly. and um, But no, she's she's good. She's whizzing around on a purple scooter. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, presents were good. Um, my wife said it was like buying presents for a 12-year-old. What, for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? I got some Lego. Marvelous. I always get Lego. Um, uh, I got from the in-laws, I got uh, the Yellow Submarine Beatles one that we were talking about on the show, which a lot yeah, of people nice. seem to have got over Christmas. And it was a really good build, actually. enjoyed the build on yeah. it. Um, and I got a, I got Blood Bowl, the board game. Oh. Yeah, the old Games Workshop. Really good fun, yeah. yeah. We, we uh, cranked it out last week at our Games Meetup. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. It's good. <clears throat> Bit of fantasy American football. Good stuff. Um, and, I, and I got the Speedball book that we, again, we, we also talked about. Oh, the about. Bitmap Brothers. Yeah, uh, which is a, beaut- a beautiful object. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's in my pile to read, so I haven't haven't uh, looked at it but the screen grabs in it are absolutely ace um yeah yeah because they've they've grabbed the screen they're not just pixel art they've actually made the mm. sc- they've remade what tv screens look like with the scan rates <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah it's a it's a beautiful thing yeah cool <clears throat> i look forward to having a little gander at that when i next see you yeah did you get any good swag I did. Well, I got my my headphones that I'm uh, <clears throat> wearing, so I've got some proper cans, some noise cancelling ones. Going on a holiday, the end of next month, so I really wanted to get some noise cancelling ones for the plane because the ones they provide you with are terrible. And I got um, I got the Art of Jock book, uh, which is just delightful. So Jock, the 2000 AD. Um, artist um now works i think more for dc and batman um really fantastic art and a really beautifully put together big old book um lots of kind of overlay so you can kind of see his pencil stages and inks and 
the fold-out pages. Beautifully put together. So that was an absolute treat. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it was good. I uh, I did well. Um, we were up in York uh, for Christmas. So Christmas Eve, we drove up to York. And then Boxing Day, <clears throat> we went out to Whitby and had an amazing day. It was absolutely stunning. It was kind of just in the 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 aftermath of was it storm barbara i think um so it was gale force winds but it was bright blue sky really cold but beautiful um so we we walked up to the abbey and we walked out to the end of the pier and steph and i walked up the lighthouse which although i've been to must have been to whitby 300 times i've never been up the lighthouse which was terrifying to be honest <laughs> i swear you could feel this 200-year-old stone lighthouse swaying in the wind. Really? Um, I'm not very good with tight, enclosed spiral staircases at the best of times. Uh, and in a, a howling gale, it was quite um, it was quite something. <laughs> so we didn't stay up there long. <clears throat> but it was great. Um, and then, yeah, I, Steph was kind of getting ill by that point, and then I got ill a couple of days later. And so we didn't do anything for New Year. Um, and I've been back at work this week. Um, it's an existing client, but they had a flood uh, before Christmas in their office in Shoreditch. So they've taken an office at WeWork, which is one of these. You've been there, haven't you? It's one of these yeah. kind of, uh, I don't know how you describe it. It's a shared working space. It's a shared working space, so you can hire everything from one desk to, you know, half a floor for 60 or 80 people. Um and the company I'm working for, I've got a, like a little glass box with uh, 20 desks in it. Um, but it's beautifully done. It's very expensive to hire space there, but it's fantastically done. There's, you know, there's free coffee and beer on tap and everything's just really nicely organized. The loos are like a hotel and there's music and everything's automated with key cards and you get an app and messages when the the, uh, the WeWork company are holding free drinks and stuff. So it's it's a nice place to be. And like I said, it's upon the ninth floor. So cracking views from the, sort of the coffee cafe area. So it's nice and it's just opposite Spitalfields Market, which is a, a nice place to wander around at lunch. <clears throat> yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of me caught up. This week's been quite nice commuting in again because I've had the chance to read. So I've read a couple of books. I haven't done too much reading um, lately, so I read um, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep for the first time. Have you read that? When I was a kid, when Blade Runner yeah. first came out, so I was only maybe yeah, I think 11, 11 or something. Yeah, I think I've stayed away from it because I love the film so much, and I, I don't know. But it's, um, I mean, it's so different to the film. There's much more characterization and emotional stuff I think in it um, and a bit more of a complex story yeah I don't I think really I understood I don't think I understood it when I read it as a <clears throat> yeah, kid yeah I mean there's a, there's a whole weird thread running through it um, about kind of a a religion which is you, you tend to get quite often in early 60s um, or sort of mid 60s science fiction you you get a lot of stuff about weird religions <clears throat> so that bit's a bit weird but um I really enjoyed it. And then I read a, a little classic Arthur C. Clarke, Fall of Moon Dust, which, like a lot of his early stuff, is very simple in terms of plot. Um, basically about a little uh, kind of cruise ship trapped on the moon. Um, but I like his early stuff, uh, similar to Asimov's. You know, they tend to have one very specific sort of plot line, which is often a problem that needs to be solved. And the book, well, the story just tells you how the protagonists solve it. Um, but they're good. Um, yeah, so that's been nice. Um, what about you? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been long. Um, I've been working really late hours, uh, finishing at half 11, 11, half 11, uh, yeah. for most of the week. Um, I've got two jobs that are clashing with each other due to moved scheduling as ever. Uh, yes. So I got, yeah, I came back from New Year break with about three days and uh, work lined up. And with 
within the day, I then had an. I've, I've filled out now to the twenty seventh. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's I can't, it's I can't complain. It's pretty good. No, um, it's just uh, yeah, I want to get these two big jobs off my plate, and then I can really start focusing on what we're going to talk about a bit later. Um, mm. uh, i.e. 2017 and what I'm going to do. Um, I need to take a new direction and um, and move move on with the business. So yeah, yep. um, I've been trying to get time to think about that, but I haven't thought. <laughs> <laughs> of it um and uh books i'm reading well i'm still reading the quicksilver neil stevenson book which it does weigh in at nearly a thousand pages so they're um, hefty terms aren't yeah they, and the... really tiny type um yeah so i'm halfway through that um and i've i've beat the the as far as i got previously <laughs> <laughs> but he does like to waffle on yeah um sometimes you you just feel like you're in a history lesson uh, but yeah, that's that. Um, yeah. Other than that, no, all good. Um, just been. Oh yeah, I got I got fired by a client. I told you that, didn't I? You you did. Yeah, for yeah. being too tasteful. Oh, is that is that what? That was the quote from the MD. Refuse, did Did you refuse to uh, to do something they'd asked you to do? On the I grounds have, that it, it was no, because I, I'm not like that. But I I I I told them that what they wanted was wrong. Yeah, and um, they, he took massive umbrage to that uh, ah. the, the advice that I was giving him, um, and paid me up in full, and that was it. Took the files off me. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that was my first day back. <laughs> 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 so in a fit of pique, I went out and bought with the money that I made from it. I uh, bought myself a little present through the books. What did you What did you buy, sir? I uh, I put my money where my mouth is, um, slagging off um, wearables. Right. And I bought myself a, an Apple Watch. Oh. Yeah. Tell me all. Well, I bought the Apple Watch too because um, I yep. swim and run. Um, I mm-hmm. wanted to be free of running around with a very expensive phone, so I thought I'd run around with a very expensive watch. Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. So I shall be uh, I shall be reporting in on on how I uh, how I get on with it. But I must Excellent. say I really really love it. I really am Yeah. Yeah, I really love That's it. That's a beautiful I'm, bit of kit. Isn't yeah, it? it really is gorgeous. And um, they've really turned around but via marketing, I'd say mainly, but the sort of the concept of it um, by stacking fitness first um, yeah. and all the notification thing, which is just nonsense. And the apps are nonsense. I, I just won't use them. Um, so it's literally just a watch with occasional mm. notifications if I want them um, and running capability on it. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. yeah but I, I, yeah, I'm really happy with it. So if you're out and about <clears throat> with your watch and no phone, yeah, do you still get notifications? No, or does it have to be? It has to be linked to the phone. Yeah, phone? it's okay. a dumb, it's a dumb device unless you're recording yeah. uh, or tracking yeah. or walk or or or, uh, okay. or a run. But that's that's fine. Yeah. How often are you without your phone anyway? Uh, yeah, and plus we don't. There's no 4G around here anyway, so it wouldn't be doing mm. anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no running with it is brilliant. Bluetooth headphones and that is just fantastic. Yeah, I am a convert now to Bluetooth. These, uh, I mean, not for running obviously because they're big cans. These ones that I've got, but they're um, they are wireless, and I've I've really taken to that. I wasn't going to get wireless ones because I thought was the point, but. Um, I'm enjoying being untethered. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, other than that, um, got some news. I mean, there must be a lot of news because we haven't had a show for, I guess, is it four weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. We are coming up to a year, um, a year's worth of shows. Yeah. When was it? The sort of 20 something? 20 something of Jan was the first one. So, Yeah. 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 Not next week. The week after will be. Our first year, which I'm amazed we'll that we, we'll to, I'm, I'm amazed we got to it. Yeah, me too. We'll have to celebrate with a very posh pie and yeah. uh, a glass of champagne. Oh, <laughs> get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so news. Um, shall I start? Yeah. Um, Wacom or Wacom, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I've got a little uh, Wacom tablet, an Intuos 4, which I use uh, here and there but have never really got to grips with it for either design stuff or 
digital art. Um, but they've got a new product out. They've, they've got some new Wacom Inchos tablets, uh, Wacom Inchos Pro, I think they're called. Um, but they've also got a version out called Inchos Pro Paper Edition. And you literally clip paper to the front of the tablet. It's got kind of like a spring-loaded holder at the top, and you draw using their pen, which is a like a fine tip uh, or a ballpoint pen. And as well as drawing on paper, it automatically digitizes what you're drawing. And there's been Wacom have had different versions of this out, and there's been other things that you've had out or <coughs> uh, kind of sketchbooks or things that you add to your pen to digitize stuff as you're drawing. Um, but this looks to have really nailed it. Um, the videos of it in action look fantastic. Um, and I think one of the things that some of these things have suffered from before is lag, but because you're drawing on paper, you, you kind of don't need to worry about that as immediately um, because you're effectively just doing a drawing and that's, automatically being digitized and you can work in different layers and <clears throat> colors and stuff um and it just looks like a really nice bit of kit so it might be the one thing that kind of tempts me <laughs> now I'm, I'm skeptical of of it uh, a little yeah. bit well artists want to use their own pens um and what if the pen is rubbish uh, you are stuck with one single pen, one line weight. You can't... I, I don't know if that matters that much. Right, okay. Um, because I don't think you'd be using it as um, a way to produce in one step a final piece of artwork. Right. But it's a brilliant way to get like a preliminary sketch, however detailed you want that to be, into the digital format, I think. Yeah. And for that, I don't think it matters about the, the pen. You know, sometimes I'm using a you know, a 30p ballpoint pen or I'll use a, an 80p Stavala 88 or I might use a four quid Copic, but, you know, the drawing's the same. Well, what's um, the advantage of using that over drawing it on a piece of paper and scanning it? I think because it it's not giving you a scan, it's giving you a digitised um, piece of art. So you, I guess it turns it into like a vector. Oh, right. That you can then edit. Okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> An editable, yeah, as you draw with the fine tip pen, uh, Inchos Paper Pro Edition captures every stroke as an editable file that can be opened in your favorite creative software. Hmm. Um, and you don't need to be connected to the computer or the internet while you're using it. So you can use it out and about, and it'll store up to a couple of hundred images. All right. Well, so it's like a sort of furthering of their previous um, product that they had that would like read your your pen lines. I can't remember what it was yes. called. Yeah, I can't either. But so this just yeah, this just looks like they've they've kind of taken it to a really good level. I think. Right. It's funny because AstroPad, who um, are running this, who've got this sort of um, syncing software for the Mac and uh, iPad Pro, um, yeah. they've, they've just announced a studio version of their software today, actually. Um, mm. So I wonder if that's if that's in direct response, comp- response to it. So that one really does um, that. I think you can develop your own um, brushes on it, um, all sorts of things. So okay. It looks like they're moving towards producing possibly an app or at least an ecosystem for artists that i wonder um, if there's going to be space for everyone you know at some point adobe surely are going to bring out photoshop for the uh the ipad pro and when that happens a lot a lot of artists are going to stop using everything else and start using that yeah i think i don't know if the ipad pro the big you know is being bought in enough um in enough quantities for the big producers to to warrant that because um uh, you know no, we haven't even had an update for the operating system to you know to get more icons on the screen or anything like that they haven't really done yeah. anything um and yeah. it seems like uh there's yeah they're a bit, a bit you know guidance they need some guidance on what what to do i think next. photoshop could be that killer app though yeah um because Definitely. with the the quality of the Apple Pencil and the iPad Pro and the responsiveness of the screen, 
with Photoshop, it'd be a, a Cintiq killer, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. But yeah, so that looks interesting. So I don't know how I'm going to get my hands on one to have a play with it, but um, I'll have to work on that. Yeah. Uh, so what have you got? Um, you spoke about some black paint a few weeks ago. Anish Kapoor. I did. Vanta uh, Black, was it? Yeah. Um, I saw him on, a, on an old art TV program um, over Christmas. And uh, I must admit, I found him quite funny. I'm not a big fan of his art, but um, he, he's, he's definitely, he, he's a man with a, that is well aware of his own um, ridiculousness. And mm. he's, <laughs> the, basically, the, the story that we told was um, some <clears throat> other guy, I can't remember, I haven't got the story up in front of me, um, has, yeah. uh, um, Stuart Semple, has produced a fluorescent pink paint called... Um, uh, called the world's pinkest pink, and um, ev- anybody can use it apart from Anish Kapoor. But he's posted <laughs> a finger, a picture of himself giving the finger with it having been dipped into the pink paint, <laughs> which I think is a brilliant response. Yeah, um, it is fantastic. Maybe uh, laugh that. And it seems like they're both having lots of fun. So uh, yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, I thought that was a, a lovely story. So um, yeah, it's funny. It is. I like a, a bit of. Um, friendly rivalry between a couple of artists yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh the next bit of news i've got is about the latest star wars film rogue one a star wars story have you seen it have you been to the cinema to see no star wars no um i went the other day and it's good if you don't know it's set um in the days before the first star wars film <clears throat> and it's about the Rebels stealing the plans for the Death Star so that Luke Skywalker can then blow it up. And it actually finishes, the film finishes just minutes before Star Wars, the original film, starts. So it's quite nice. So you've got um, lots of recognisable stuff in there. So it's really good if you're a Star Wars fan that, you know, that's um, it ticks lots of boxes and <clears throat> stuff. But a couple of the things they've done have raised a few eyebrows, which is they've resurrected um if you haven't seen the film by the way this is a bit of spoiler so if you don't want to hear anything about rogue one come back in a couple of minutes uh they've resurrected peter cushing for the film because obviously he's got quite a big part as uh moth tarkin in um what's that his name that'd be awful if i just got that wrong wouldn't it god um uh he's got a big part in the the original film as kind of the the head imperial guy on the death star so it'd be a bit weird to have a film about the death star that didn't have him in it so they've digitally recreated him so they've got an actor uh, a british actor to kind of act and do his voice and then using motion capture um referencing the original film and other stuff of um peter cushing's work and even a mask that they'd that had been used at a similar time for some prosthetics that he'd had. They created this <clears throat> digital Peter Cushing. And um, it's not as good as it should be. You know, the, the film, the, the effects in the film are flawless, as most big blockbuster sci-fi films are. You can't tell where the real begins and the digital ends. Um, except you can with Peter Cushing in this, in Rogue One. Um, so it's, it's weird from that point of view. You'd think they would, re- if they were going to do it, they would absolutely really have nailed it. Um, and they haven't. So that's a bit weird. And then there's the, you kind of have to think about the ethics of recreating dead actors for films. Because, you know, where does it stop? Who who says yes or no? Um, I assume they, they spoke to... Uh, Peter Cushing's estate and it was okayed um, and I think maybe in this case because he'd been in the original film <clears throat> ethically there, there are not as many um, worries as there might be about just recreating uh, dead actors and actresses for for things like there was the Audrey Hepburn advert wasn't there while she was on a bus um, was that for a bar of chocolate or something can't remember but that was a bit weird and ghoulish. Um, so I wonder if actors working today have already started thinking about, you know, their contracts with films, 
and their usage rights and stuff like that so that, you know, 50 years later when they're dead and gone, you know, they they kind of uh, retain some rights over over how their image is used. Yeah, I mean, we- I, I say it wasn't great, but, you know, it was pretty good. Um, and you can imagine in a few years' time it will be seamless. I think I think um, that go talking about the digital middens. Um, this is this mm. is another offshoot of that in terms of what happens to stuff that you are in, uh, whether that's film or fo- photographs and how they're used after your death. Because um, yeah. I imagine you know there are countless um, uh, terabytes, whatever. Um, gigaflops of um, of <laughs> photographs out there by the time we pass away um, that could be used for I don't know stock photos or whatever whatever it is yeah. um, fake news anything <clears throat> um, and yes. and it's about you know yeah where does the ownership end where does it stop at the estate um, is it will it only be protected by famous actors that, that kind of uh, image yeah. rights. Um, I don't know. So, and, and what happens to actual actors when they start replacing them with um, digitized ones? Yeah. Uh, I don't see why they did it. I, you know, most people <coughs> watching that film wouldn't, you know, they might have seen the first one, but, you know, most kids wouldn't care less about, you know, a partic- he wasn't a particularly interesting character in Star Wars, was he, the original one? He was cruel, wasn't he? He was yeah. the one that destroyed... He was uh, the camp commandant, wasn't he, really? He was, play- he was, he was playing yes. It. He was. Um, I don't know. I mean, the whole film is is kind of targeted at two markets, I think. It's about, the, you know, the people who grew up with the original Star Wars films, and it's, it's about kids who are getting into it today. So I, I can see why they did it. Um, I mean... I haven't mentioned the other <clears throat> bit of CGI magic that they pulled right at the end of the film. So again, spoiler alert. But um, they recreated um, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, as the young Carrie Fisher right at the end, just for a like a one-line sort of payoff. Um, pretty much as the film closes, it you know opens with the it closes with the spacecraft getting attacked and Darth Vader boarding the spaceship to, to try and get the plans. And Princess Leia is there as she looked in 1977. But again, you know, it's not, it's not good enough. I don't think yeah. it's a bit, bit uncanny Valley. Mm. Now, do you think <clears throat> I should keep that bit in where you've just given away the end of the film or, uh, Oh, don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't put that bit in. Yeah, surely everyone's seen it by now. I haven't. You've just given it the film away to me. Well, you should have blocked your ears. <laughs> I got headphones. Give you on. fair. Wa- give you fair warning. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought everyone knew by now. I haven't been able to avoid all the spoilers. I was really annoyed. Uh, that's why I ended up going to the cinema while I was still coughing because I couldn't wait any longer. Anyway, what's your next bit of news, Jonathan? <clears throat> Tech Trends of 2017 is the title of an article by a company called Frog Design. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, just a long series of um, collected essays or very short snippets with links to uh, longer, I guess, longer bits of writing. Um, talking mm. about various um, uh, various bits of tech that um, they were predicting will be important in 2017. And uh, it's good. It's a good read. Um, so I'll put the, well, we'll put the link into the show notes. Um, yeah. And there's some tosh in there, but the interesting ones are Medi drones, um, you know, medical drones that can deliver, uh, you know, needed supplies, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so sort of the good side of drones. Um, mm-hmm. the, the rise of the AUI, which I wrote down a couple of weeks ago and uh, have absolutely no idea what AUI Sorry, means. The, the, the AUI, what is that, augmented user oh, it's, interface? Oh, it's audio user interfaces. So, um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So, like the, um, so things like the Echo and um, I guess the Siri, the Siri headphones uh, that yeah. are controlled, almost systems that are controlled by voice only. Because yeah. I don't think you can use the headphones without 
using Siri, can you? Uh, those, those new I don't know, wireless actually. Ones. Yeah. Um, I noticed something along those lines today. Someone tweeted um, Photoshop, Adobe have. Oh, yeah, they're, they're going posted, for an audio. Posted, posted a video of an audio interface for Photoshop, yeah. which is, um, we were talking about Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep and Blade Runner. I mean, that's that's the the really cool bit of kit that Deckard uses in Blader, isn't it? The, the kind of photo manipulation he performs just by talking for the um, snake the snake scales yeah yeah which is really very <laughs> that, sci-fi isn't it yeah when i saw that as a kid that blew my mind i loved loved that i told you my yeah. dad snuck me into blade runner when i was a kid no <laughs> really yeah yeah cool i didn't see it till years later i don't think <clears throat> um yeah so it's good uh, it's good uh, it's good looking article i like a bit of kind of futurology there's a lot of it yeah. about at the minute isn't there whether it's design trends or logo trends or what we can expect from technology in 2017 and stuff yeah but it's a nicely designed nicely there. designed page and the illustrations are really yeah. i really like they've they've used yeah, almost like textures that you used to get in um illustrator 8 or you know earlier yes uh that you could use for shading um yeah I wonder if they're, they're probably still there, aren't they? But no, they're so buried in the in the UI now. Um, yeah. But the uh, yeah, um, the the other interesting one were autonomous swarms. So rather than um, autonomous vehicles, uh, the mm. computers will be controlling the reaction of other things around that vehicle. So, for example, right. should a um, should there be a, a driver who jumps a red, uh, and there's another car coming, they will flip the traffic lights the other way um, or oh, okay. redirect traffic from further behind. So traffic systems will be like acting like swarms so that, you know, it will be a fully yeah. sent, sent, sentient system. Sentient traffic lights. Yeah. Um, my fear with that is obviously when is this, when is the flip going to go from people driving themselves and autonomous cars? Because I think those two systems mixed together is just a recipe for utter disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just I think you underestimate how good driverless cars already are. Right. Um so I don't think there necessarily has to be a flip. I think you know driverless cars could are going to be able to integrate into It's not as if we're all going to have to start driving driverless cars for it to work. Um they're just going to be out there driving us and they're going to be better at it than we are. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, I look forward to mm. it. Um, and then the other interesting one was learning from machine learning. So machine learning, teaching themselves, and then passing that knowledge on to humans. See, that's quite is, something, isn't it? That's scary, isn't it? It is. That's, you know, like a robot building a better version of itself. <laughs> kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all coming in <laughs> 2017. So, uh, mm. yeah, the future is here. Absolutely. Thank you. And so is my pie. Da-da. So is your pie, marvellous. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a little article I found today that I think I'd uh, saved a pocket uh, a week or two ago, um, which is um, an article written by Hayao Miyazaki, who was the creative genius behind, behind Studio Ghibli, so Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away, um, uh, The Wind Rises, all those amazing, beautiful traditional uh, animated films uh, and it's uh, an article he wrote about about storytelling really um i won't go into it because it's quite a long read but um it's it's just a really nice um glimpse into kind of how he approaches films uh, and stories um so we'll put that again we'll put that on the show notes um uh, I'm kind of a fan by proxy of his work because I haven't seen that many Ghibli films, but I think seeing it, seeing bits of them here and there and seeing fan art or <clears throat> the art of books and stuff, I think it kind of just by some weird osmosis kind of gets into your system. So, you know, I'm a, a big fan without having seen a lot of it firsthand. Yeah, I've probably only seen four uh, or five. I'm I'm just like you. I haven't seen a lot, yeah. a lot of them, but um, yeah. I know that my daughter loves absolutely loves Totoro and yeah. um, Kiki's delivery service, which is that's r- beautiful, isn't it? Really great. I just love yeah. the art in them. They're so natural, yeah. naturalistic. <clears throat> I really need to study them because I, I find 
I find it baffling, not just the, the quality of the animation, but the the aesthetic as well, because it's not, I think to Western people, you look at the Ghibli films and there's nothing, there's very little Japanese about them. You know, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service is very French looking to me, isn't it? Doesn't yeah, I think look, I think they went to yeah. I think they went to Scandinavia. I think where it was where they yeah. did a lot of their drawings. But oh, yeah, okay. it's got that sort of yeah, Europe, northern European, very European look. look. Yeah, it's almost um, Tintin like, isn't it? It is, and I think there are influence influences from uh, the, the kind of Belgian and French comic artists and illustrators, or the uh, Mobius and Messier. Uh, so yeah, so that's a good little article to read so I'll stick that on the show notes if you like um, Miyazaki and Ghibli be mm. well worth reading you uh, surprise us with one more bit of news while I drink another mouthful of um, Thornbridge Otter which is a vice and double block wow yeah <clears throat> it's What's lovely that? it's 8 percent so I don't know if I'll be um, wow juicing 20 minutes that's, that's a wheat beer right mm. Mm. it is but a dark uh, a dark wheat beer but it's really nice. It's quite. It's a little sweet, but it's it's good. God, it sounds mm. lovely. Yeah. Um, the KLF are, are back. The KLF allegedly. <clears throat> That's my news. Uh, Bill Drummond <laughs> and Jimmy Corti have announced that they might be reforming. So wow. watch out, 2017. It could be a good one. So they're going to reform for music or art or guerrilla. It doesn't say yeah, guerrilla like activity. Um, it doesn't say whether it's music because uh, you say you can't get any of their music because they deleted all their back catalogue when they split up. Yeah, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> it <laughs> in is in itself. It is. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's so the KLF could be back, and um, and that's the, that's the end of my news. Um, <clears throat> I could go on forever because there's loads of stuff, but we should talk yeah, you've about got some good stuff. We should talk about what we um, our main topic this week is 2017 itself. Um, yes. So, so last episode was us looking back over the year, um, which has, has been uh, an odd one. And uh, 2017 mm. is just on the horizon. <laughs> well, we're on that horizon. We're in it. Yeah. No, what am I talking about? Um, so obviously we're both hoping for world peace. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, our uh, our uh, item really is uh, is on a more personal note, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's obvious. It's a it's a natural time in the year for you to sort of uh, reflect, um, have a rest, get a cold, drink too much, and then plunge back into work without having thought about anything. No, for, for planning for the future um, and to make any changes that you need to. It's always New Year's the resolution kind of thing, and uh, not a fan of resolutions but it is a it is a good p- time to pause isn't it why are you as- not a fan of resolutions is, is just simply because it's sort of an arbitrary time to to make a change in your life uh that is a good one um and normally you are not at a brilliant energy level <laughs> in january yeah. uh especially in the cold north of the uh, the planet um, i'm sure in guam yes. it's you know Every day's sunny, delightful. Um, delightful. But uh, but here it's miserable, wet, cold, um, and it's often uh, you make plans that never come to fruition. Um, so, um, but I, I have I have put some together um, in the spirit of uh, of looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, what does two thousand and seventeen ideally have in store for Jonathan Elliman? Well. <clears throat> um, it's like a to-do list. Yeah. Um, I'll start with my to-do list. Well, one, firstly, I want to play around at being an artist. I hope this involves a beret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to produce work and then I want to make work and sell it. Right. That's that, that is in the nutshell. That is what I want to do this year. Um, I want to build some new websites that will form kind of like a building block for um, future clients, but also for myself. So first one is a podcast one for this podcast. Marvellous. The second one is... Sorry, my, uh, beer is my, uh, my pie is just arrived. Ooh. Uh, my second one is a um, uh, an online shop system that will enable artists to sell their work through my mm-hmm. Ellie Press 
um, imprint, which is coming out this year. And, um, and then the third one is obviously my online portfolio, the ongoing thing. Do you have one? Do you not have one? Do I update my website? Yep. But I need to update all three. So that's the first thing I'm doing this year. So I'm, I'm not actually booking any work in, although I've, you know, I've got clients that want things doing, but those are yep. my three major things that I want to do. Um, and then other things are, I want to build a studio in my garage so that I need some money. <laughs> That's quite exciting. Is it going to be um, kitted out like a, like a, a, a German print press, you know, kind <laughs> well, of slick and shiny, or is no. it going to be full of Witzer? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure budget will curtail any Vitso purchasing. Um, but uh, no, it'll just be a, um, a, a print studio, a little print studio. So a bit of large format going in there. I'd like little screen printing press. Uh, yeah. um, so I need to get screen, I need to get um, sinks and stuff sorted. Um, mm-hmm. So that we'll all have to see on the budget because I'd have to root, um, root water supplies and drainage and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Are you going to get rid of it being a, a garage? Yeah. Is it going to be bricked up? Yeah, like old yeah. old garages don't fit new cars. No, they're so too small. Aren't they? Our golf doesn't fit in the double garage. Yeah, it's too long. Um, by the I time- assume you'd have got an Austin Seven in there. No problem. <laughs> yeah, we could get the Fiesta in there. I could get a Fiat Five Hundred in there. I could get three or four. Yeah. Um, no, no, it won't be a garage anymore. We, we just drive. You know, we've only got one car yeah. in it anyway. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's that one, um, and also use my. I'm going to get really fit this year. Really fit, not just Re- fit, but really. No, fit. I'm fit now. I'm fitter than I've ever been. I think, um, but I want to get my weight down to uh, a certain level, uh, and uh, so it's losing another half stone, and that will be really. That's really. It gets more and more difficult. <laughs> the more you it lose, because I've already lost like a couple of stones. So. Um, yeah, but we get yeah really get fit. I'm um, really enjoying my country country running, cross country running with my dog, yeah. uh, my the other dog, not yeah. a dead dog. That would be really weird. That would yes. <laughs> I I actually talking of weird. I had to go and um, uh, our vet didn't doesn't have any way of disposing of animals. Um, right. So you had to either do it yourself or. Um, or book someone else to do it. And so they recommend somebody. Um, so he was cremated, and I've, I went and picked his ashes up. Is that weird? No, no. Oh, yeah. All right. But he drove, no, he drove back with me in his little canister, <coughs> which was nice, where he used to sit on the seat next to me. It was very yeah. cathartic, where, actually. Where is he going? <clears throat> well, he's going to go to various places. Teddington will be oh, one okay. of them. Yeah, yep. bit of scattering in Bushy Park where we used to walk. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Cap in Dorset. I don't yeah. know if you know that. It's the highest point on the yeah. south coast. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful bit. Uh, and nice. and and the uh, the woods up up uh, here. So so wherever I walk, I'll remember him. A nice send off for him. Yeah, is that a bit, that's a bit sentimental, isn't it? But there we go. I think I that's perfectly some. allowable. Yeah, and the last one is go on holiday. Because we Ooh. skipped we skipped holidays last year. Yeah, where are you going? Hey, uh, we're going to Majorca. Majorca. Nice. Yeah. Majorca. Yeah, uh, which I know quite well from being a kid because my dad had a house there. Okay. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to going back. It's been many many years since I went. Yeah. What about you? What's your to do list? Have you got well? One? Not necessarily a to do list. Um, we were talking about uh, health and fitness. I want to lose another two stone. I've lost two and a half this year, last year. Wow. Um, I, I had lost three. Well, I got to within a quarter of a pound of losing three stone and then put half a stone back on. Um, so I want to lose another couple of stone this year, um, which sounds ridiculous, but I was quite fat. <laughs> so um, Say what you see. So yes. <laughs> So, uh, so this year it, there's going to have to be uh, some exercise involved. Last year it was just all diet. This year I'm going to have to do some exercise if I want to make any progress. Um, and then, really, I think uh, my to-do list is more about. It's all about the kind of creative side of things for me. It's about being an illustrator. So it's about being becoming more comfortable as an illustrator and stop referring to myself as a, as a wannabe illustrator really uh, and put myself in a position where that's just who I am and that's what I do. 
Um, and I think there are, there are certain things I need to change about the way I work to help me get to that point. I think I have to start drawing things to a brief rather than just drawing stuff. Um, which is kind of easy, you know, you're just doodling away and you, you have a tendency to, or I certainly have a tendency to just draw what's easy and what I know and you just end up drawing things. Um, so I need to work more, even if they're self-initiated briefs, I need to, to work more uh, towards producing illustrations rather than drawing the drawings of things. Uh, and the flip side of that is I need to have a bit more process, I think, about how I handle illustration commissions, whether they're private commissions or whether they're commercial jobs. Um, I need to just really approach everything in a bit more of a professional manner because I've drawn, you know, on and off all my life. And it's, it's quite a natural thing for me to do. It's very easy to approach any job, um, regardless of the, the size or how much money it's getting you kind of in quite a relaxed manner because it's you're drawing a picture. Um, so I think I need to approach them more in the way that I would approach a design brief. Um, and I think that'll help me become a better illustrator creatively and professionally. Um, I, one of the things I definitely want to do is I want to start working on more than one illustration at a time uh, because I have a tendency to, to start, finish one illustration, package it up, post it, and then start the next. And I've, I've never been the most self-disciplined person, particularly when it comes to drawing. And I think that adds to me getting distracted. So I think if I've got, you know, two or three different different drawings on the drawing board at the same time, I can jump between them when I kind of do a certain bit of one and I can move on. Hopefully it'll stop me getting, not necessarily bored, but some of the elements of of drawing are quite repetitive so it'll help keep my kind of creative energy up and um uh, you know improve the quality of my drawing i think almost like economies of scale really isn't it um yeah um so they're kind of the the creative things i want to work on um this year tying in with one of the things you said is you know i definitely want to start selling prints which obviously is something we're going to work on together um, because I need the drawings that I do produce. I need them to work a lot harder for me um, financially um, so I can afford to, to do that more often and so I can afford not to have to go out and do kind of artworking for clients on a freelance basis as often as I do. Um yeah, so that'll be good once I start producing prints, or maybe when you start producing prints for me, when I get my arse in gear and send you some stuff to print. <clears throat> um, yeah, so there are a, a bunch of the things I want to do. I also want to do some life drawing. I've promised myself for about the last three years that I'd start doing some life drawing, and I've failed completely. So I'm, I'm making myself the promise that I will do at least one life drawing class this year. And that, you know, if I fail to do that, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, yes. <clears throat> yeah, I think in terms of business for me, um, I've written a few notes on um, on my... It's good to sometimes look over the previous year's work and see what you've done, but it's so hard because there's so much, you know, just stuff going on all the time. But one of the big key things from last year was the fact that... Um, all my all my major products uh, projects and um, probably four or five of the big ones all had difficulty with content all had difficulty with older members of senior staff having difficulty with understanding what the advantages and disadvantages of technology are especially mm -hmm. social media um and it's increasingly clear to me that um a lot of businesses are being just bamboozled by social media they're going down rabbit holes that just they don't need to go down and not getting the basics right first um and uh i don't think that social media works for a lot of businesses especially business to business i just don't think it has any real relevance um and that a lot of time is wasted on that and a lot of energy and that you know actually the really important things that 
involve design, um, whether that's websites or brochures or, you know, branding or whatever it is, are being left, you know, they're being cheapened because so many, so much effort is put, being put into, I don't know, monitoring Twitter or, you know, posting posts on Facebook, just filling, you know, countless, you know, server farms full of data that just doesn't need to be mm. there. Um, so I want to take the positive of that and to get businesses to sort of, to think about a way of creating um, uh, an offering for businesses so that they focus on what they're great at and getting the success from that rather than focusing on all the wrong things. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's, that's one thing that I definitely look for my business to be, to be doing a lot more of. I think I can get more, uh, profits that way. Um, because yep. I'm in more consultancy role, but how I get there, I don't know yet. And I need to sort of review that, that thinking, but that's definitely on my mind. Um, and it's definitely an issue. Um, yep. it's just convincing business owners that they need to spend money on either n- creating content or not creating content. <laughs> so yeah um but yeah like i say i haven't got it's all very foggy at the moment i haven't had time and i need to go for a long walk or whatever and and think about what i what i want to do it's just it's just no time there just hasn't been any time over christmas um and the other thing is i'm not going to be i'm going to be turning off notifications and social media (laughs) kind of because i again for me it makes me really anxious and so i just don't need it um i don't need that kind of constantly checking constantly worrying Uh, it just does, it does my head in. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with social media, of course, but uh, it's, it's I'm not suited to it. It's it's what you make it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And if you don't, don't don't enjoy it, don't do it. Yeah. So then I got like, yeah. but then I thought, you know, uh, then less of and more of things. So less, I'm going to say less. Say yes, less. So yes. say say yes to jobs that are grunt work or uh, things that I don't really want to be doing. I'm going yeah. to w- try and worry less. <laughs> I'm going to make less mess. Good luck. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to read news less. Those are okay. all my things. Um, and yeah. then more is um, saying no. I'm going to say no a lot more. No. And um, <laughs> American Wealth in London uh, reference there. Yeah. Uh, experimentation and coding. More of that. More writing. So once we've got our, our website, I can uh, um, write some articles and uh, have yeah, fun. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've got some less and more stuff. Yeah. So I've got less saying yes to work that I know before I say yes to it that I'm not going to enjoy because that's that's uh, crazy for me to, to take on projects that I'm not going to enjoy because I'm, as I mentioned, you know, I'm not that self-disciplined. So it's... It's crazy. But I've also said I'm going to say no less to projects I don't think I'm capable of because I think I need to push myself. So I think um, a lot of people say you should you should just say yes to work even if you're not – you don't think you're capable of it and you just learn doing that work. So I think there's a balance to be out there because I don't want to take on things that I'm, you know, completely ill-qualified for. But I think I just need to push myself a bit um, with my illustration. Uh, less TV, I think, is is one definite thing. I spend way too much time just watching stuff just because it's on. Um, so I'm going to try and watch less TV and use that time to do stuff that is more creative. Um, so I've got more organisation, as I mentioned, kind of, with my work trying to organize myself more so I feel more professional in my approach to illustration more pushing myself creatively uh, more culture more art more museums you know, I'm on the doorstep of London and I don't see anywhere near enough exhibitions um, well, we're constantly talking about things that we've we've seen and we we just don't go see them well that's um, more field trips for North East South, I think, perhaps. Um, a more cinema, but not just the usual blockbusters. Um, I love going to the cinema and watching films, and I should spread my wings a bit. I used to go to the cinema a lot and just watch whatever was on. Um, and now I tend—I don't go very often at all, so I tend to only go for the, the big kind of sci-fi films. 
Um, so that's going to change, I think. Broaden my horizons once more. Uh, and of course, life drawing. <laughs> more pies. More pies should be on the list as well. Oh, yeah. Well, <coughs> we had enough last year, didn't we? I'm all pied can out. Can you ever really? Can you really ever have enough pies, John? No. No, you I, can't. At Christmas, I, I got to my parents on uh, Christmas Eve and. 10 minutes after sitting down, I was eating the best pork pie I've had, which is the ones that my parents had sent us. You know, we, we both got one. Um, but I think because this had been bought that morning. Ah, they, they, they not just, travel well. No, it was out of this world. It was, was it still hot? Because you said your, your parents liked them hot. Uh, it wasn't cold. Right. But, oh God, it's so good. Um, well, yeah. uh, website of the week, have you got one? Uh, I have. It's actually more um, uh, more art. It's a, a video of uh, Jean-Jerome Mobius drawing. Uh, and I watch quite a lot of, while I'm working, I tend to watch a lot of videos of other people working. I find it quite therapeutic and quite inspiring. Um, and obviously, Mobius, Jean-Jerome is an absolute master. And there's a video of him drawing the blueberry uh, character which was the, the western comic series that he produced in the 70s i think uh, and it's beautiful work but the way he inks this drawing is just magic it, you know it's effortless and confident and i'm probably going to watch it quite a lot while i'm working because i think it, it will be utterly inspirational yeah, I watched it. It's great. Um, it's really good. It's, it's just magic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, someone who's so confident in what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, so we'll, we'll stick that on the, the show notes. Um, my, what have you got? Uh, mine's the same. It's a film, um, and it's um, uh, from via my wife sent it to me, um, and it was via This Is Colossal and Laughing Squid, yep. who are a host, and they've got a blog that picks up all mm-hmm. sorts of weird things. It's a... Uh, it's a digitization of a film made in the seventies by Bedfordshire record office um, of a business called Cockerell marbling. Um, and this is the marbling paper that you get on old books and a bit like that weird comp book that <laughs> we were, yes. we were dissing so badly, yeah. but it's basically just a film of one of the, uh, the old guys making the marble paper. So they're made individually it's beautiful, isn't and it? it is absolutely brilliant film. Have you watched yeah, it? Mesmerizing. I have, yeah. It's just mesmerizing. Yeah. The skill that this chap has is just insane. It yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Um so yeah, really recommend you watch that if you like art in any shape absolutely. or form. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh it must be pie time. Yeah. What have you got? I've got a ch- chicken and leek uh puff pastry pie from Sainsbury's. Taste the difference. Yeah. Um, or is it chicken? Yeah, chicken and leek, or chicken and ham. Chicken and ham. So I'm it's puff- into mine right now because yeah. I don't remember what it is. Mine's chicken and leek. Right. Where's <clears> it from? <throat> it's from the Windsor Farm Shop, the Queen's Own. She probably baked this herself. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now previously, the the pie I've had from the Windsor Farm Shop got a nine. So I've I'm holding it at high hopes for this. Right, um, I'm, I'm going in. Go I, I, I've um, so it's got it's in a silver foil um, casing, a puff pastry. I'm not big fan of puff pastry and pies. Um, can be a bit soggy, can't it? Mm. Um, inside it's yeah, it's kind of mushy, condensed um, chicken soup sort of filling. It's yep. it's not a great pie, but I'm absolutely marving. So um, <laughs> I'm giving that. A four. Oh dear. Start the year on a, on how I'm going to go. Have you got a drink? Uh, no, water. Um, yeah, so this is a, a chicken and leek pie from the Windsor Farm Shop. <coughs> on a uh, flaky pastry. And it's quite, it's not too soggy. All the pastry is lovely and crisp. And it's really nice. The chicken is just the, the overwhelming flavour, that kind of beautiful sort of roast chicken flavor really very good it sounds like it sounds like everything that this pie is not because <laughs> i can't yeah, taste chicken at all yeah uh, 
Well, this is this is very good. This is getting an eight, uh, and it's going very well with the Otter Weizen Doppelblack. That's a good pie beer. Way to start the uh, start 2017. Great. And uh, have you got any plans for the weekend? Uh, going to my mother's if the snow holds off. Uh, okay. Um, well, good luck. It was quite snowy earlier. Very slidey in the car. Yeah. Yeah. You're quite a bit out there. Uh, we always do because we're so high, we're quite high up. Um, yeah, yeah, we're right on the down. So uh, yeah, we've had a couple, an inch or so, um, but it's okay. pretty much gone now because it's raining. Yes, um, yes, typical British snow. Yeah, the first year we were here, we were snowed in for two days. Oh, wow. did you have plenty of supplies in? Yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, I it. Right on that bombshell. I've got to stop okay. saying that. I'm not Alan Partridge. Right, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> I will uh, right, speak to you yes, soon. Kitty, and we'll talk to you soon. And love to Steph. All right, take All right. care. Ta-da. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Bye.